0: You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Kelsey. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink and stay a while. Hey,
1: friend. Hey, friend. So today is our annual wrap up at the end of the year episode. And honestly, it feels a little hard to do in 2020. Um, Mm -hmm. It feels like there's a lot we're still all processing, a lot we're still in the middle of, and just a lot that we're not ready to see the bright side of yet, quite frankly. (laughs) So we're going to talk about it all, though. A bit of an honest look at what's been hard, maybe some takeaways we do have so far from this year. Um, The meaningful and beautiful, along with the light and fluffy that just brought us joy in the middle of a very challenging year for all of us. So um, everyone knows some of the big hard things we've all dealt with and are still very much dealing with, but let's start with this. What has been something specific to you, likely a weird 2020 side effect, and maybe it's even, even, you know, seemingly a small thing, but something that has been maybe surprisingly difficult for you this year that you may never have thought would be an issue.
0: Yeah. So what I thought of is that this, almost whole year while I've had this cute adorable baby that I just want to show off I have not been able to take her anywhere yeah I have not been able to introduce her to my friends Um, and I also I love running errands with a baby like so far all of my babies have enjoyed being carried like in a carrier and I just love to go out to Target to Trader Joe's strap them on just enjoy having that like sweet little company while I'm running my errands Love to just get the compliments of what a cute baby mm. and just like enjoy being a mom of a baby out in the world. And I just really miss that. And at this point, too, Maeve would be able to, I think, like sit in the front of a little cart and kick her yeah. legs around. And I'm just really missing that. I never, I mean, definitely never would have thought I would have um, not been able to do that.
1: Yeah, that's such an interesting point And I think. I don't know if you feel like this, but I always felt like when the girls were really little and days just could be hard sometimes, um, it almost felt to like, it felt good to see them through other people's eyes when I was out and about, Mm -hmm. you know, someone complimenting how cute they were or how sweet they were behaving. It it almost helped me get outside of myself a little bit and see like, oh yeah, I'm so blessed to have this little one and... I know it's hard, but like, it's just a good reminder sometimes when someone is yes. outside of the situation. And when you don't have that kind of contact, that is, that's gotta be hard.
0: Yeah. And your world is so shrunk when you have a baby, there's already so much time at home. But then when you get out in the world, you also like reconnect to like, oh yeah, like I'm an adult. I can like have an adult conversation or just like, just be reminded that there's a big world out there. And it's just like not getting that opportunity
1: at all so yes
0: exactly exactly
1: what you said that is hard um I have one that is like a little easier or lighter and then a harder one but for me shopping being stressful is really Mm. sad and hard for me like that's one of the the effects that I have felt so like that's been my breaking point a couple times during this, when I go to the grocery mm-hmm. store and can't find what I need because it feels so like nothing that I've ever experienced in life before. Right. Like I've been very yeah. privileged. I've been very, um, I've never been able, not been able to get what I need, like toilet paper or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just, it's very weird. Like, you know, you'll be okay, but it's a right. very unsettling feeling. And then for me, I love shopping. Like shopping is kind of a thing I go do on my own to get out of the house away from the kids on a weekend sometimes. And for that to all be stressful right now just Mm -hmm. has been like surprisingly hard for me. Something that I need to keep reminding myself of like, oh yeah, this is hard. It's okay to feel like this is hard is just that every decision is difficult. Yes. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I am a very decisive person and just personality wise and decisions are not usually difficult for me. So it's very Mm -hmm. unsettling to feel like, I have to think so hard legitimately about every single little thing I'm doing, like what risks are worth taking, you know, what is a safe way to see friends and family or not. And just like all, all of the decisions, even the seemingly small things being kind of, you know, fraught with worry and just that, that has been surprisingly very hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so what are maybe a few specific things, big or small, that have made things easier for you this year or just brought you joy in the midst of a difficult year?
0: So important to reflect, I think, and find these things. So I have Mm. three. One target drive up orders which you know target drive up pickup was a thing that existed pre-pandemic but it was one of those things that I was like oh that kind of sounds neat but like I didn't have the target app it was kind of like I don't even know how that whole thing works and I just don't want to spend the time to sit down and do it and so finally spent the time to sit down and do it um, in the maybe early months of the pandemic and I will never go back. I love it so much. It is so convenient. I love not having to, you know, sometimes you might be in the mood to browse or kind of shop, but a lot of times, you know, you just need those specific things. It removes many of the impulse purchases that otherwise I would have, or just for me, like the overwhelm of like, should I buy this? Should I not? Decision fatigue. Um, And so I just, I love it so much. It is so convenient. They have done just a really amazing job. So that is something that just really appreciated, like you said, when it felt difficult to even just get those basic things that your family needed. I just really appreciated being able to do that in a way that felt safe and really easy. Um, the next thing we that we instituted maybe this summer was letting the boys have nearly unrestricted screen time on Friday afternoons, like Friday after rest time, it is showtime, sit down in front of Netflix kids and have at it. And (laughs) it it was a break for them. But we quickly realized like we originally did it like kind of as a treat for them. But we quickly realized like that was a treat for Chris and me. Mm-hmm. And it was so worth it. Like we would start to look forward to it. I even have a girlfriend of mine that would, um, she doesn't have kids yet, but she would be like, "Ooh, it's Friday show afternoon. I'm thinking about you. Like she just knew how nice that was for us. And a lot of times we would do takeout on Fridays too. And that just felt like such a wonderful break after weeks that could yeah. feel long. So that was great um, starting this fall with like kind of the start of the holidays and stuff, we have been leaning in hard to the holiday flavored coffee creamers and I am here for it. (laughs) And it would be like, we would, I would go to the store once I started doing the shopping again. And I mean, I would just maybe even buy three holiday coffee creamers because I just wanted to try them all. And I am not usually the kind of person to put more than one thing in my cart. And it just, it would bring me so much joy. We were like buying um, cold brew coffee. So I'd have, you know, have like my hot coffee in the morning and then like a cold brew late morning, try all the
1: different creamers and anyway, here for it. I love it. I love it. Um, Okay. So mine range from the big to the small, but number one is our trip to Ireland. I Mm. have leaned so heavily on the fact that we got this like trip of a lifetime snuck in there like really right before literally the week before we knew how bad this was all going to be um and it just we hadn't been away on a vacation that long since we got the girls even and so it just felt like this gift and this I don't know I I think that especially at the beginning of the pandemic I would not have fared so well had I not just had that break and that Mm -hmm. um I don't know that perspective it just It's just such a gift and I feel so grateful for it all the time and so glad we just kind of decided to do it and, um, you know, booked it in January when we weren't sure that we were going to go do it. And it just, that has, that has carried me through some hard times this year. Um, Another thing is my Nespresso coffee maker that I am loving. I've talked about it before, but I have barely been to Starbucks because I can make a better latte at home now and it's hotter and fresher. And it is just, there's something so satisfying about like all these little pods of like really, really good coffee and different. I can make espresso or I can make regular coffee and it's just all, it feels very, very exciting. Yeah. Um, Something else that has really helped this year have been just like multiple times a week phone calls with my sister who is an ICU Mm. nurse in Wisconsin for a lot of reasons. Number one, she's just like one of my people, you know, like one of my very best people. But just also hearing her perspective on, you know, this evolving (laughs) medical and health crisis has just been really helpful um, her seeing the worst, but also like being able to walk me through even, you know, when we had COVID and just even kind of give me like, I don't know, eyes on the front lines that I could trust. Cause it's very hard. Mm-hmm. It was very hard to know and sift through information this year. So it just felt like this mm-hmm. really important touch point to me and support. So I really am so grateful for that. Um, and then just scheduled alone time that I can count on. I think that that is something that went away when all our kids were no longer going to school. Mm -hmm. Um, And then finding a way, I mean, I just, I waved the white flag early and said, we are going to get this on the weekly calendar and pandemic or not. I just can't recommend that highly enough for moms with kids at home, especially like that has been, that's made all the difference. So times that I knew um, Jeremiah was going to be covering dinner or taking them on a Saturday morning, just really helps it's like something to look forward to so yeah you you've done such a good
0: job of that I feel like you are a role model for all moms out there (laughs) I'm
1: I'm ruthless with the scheduled alone (laughs) time okay so what are maybe some things you've had to let go of this year besides the obvious that we've all had to let go of
0: (laughs) I think one of the hardest things for me has been um letting go of being on top of my to-do list Mm. Like, this is just something that I take such pride in. And I think, too, there is kind of almost this juxtaposition of, like, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was also waiting for my baby to be born. And so I kind of like had more time than ever. Like I was wrapping up, like getting ready for Maeve to be born and everything. And so I just like, I just remember having so much time. Like even once the boys were at home, they're at the ages where, you know, they were able to entertain themselves for a lot of the day. So I was just like, so on top of my to-do list. And I mean, like the house so clean. I was like, vacuuming and mopping twice a week just because it was like I just want everything to be pristine like this baby could be here any second and that just my like exterior environment is such a reflection or influence on my mental health you know and so just having I mean the house completely organized like you know just anything I needed returned I mean just I was on top of everything Everything was checked off. Mm -hmm. And that is just when I feel like my best self. And so then, of course, the pandemic, but then also having a newborn, it was kind of like the double whammy and the boys home all the time. I just, I mean, I just feel like every day new things are getting added to my to-do list. Like, even if it's like, oh, the boys have, you know, they need new pants. It's cold now. I've got to, you know, and then like checking the Target app. Well, they're sold out of their size, but mm-hmm. I can't just go browse from Target to Target. Like, every little to-do item suddenly feels so very overwhelming sometimes yeah, because yeah. of the pandemic, but then also I have the less time because of a baby. Yeah. And so it just feels like things get piled up on my to-do list. And yeah, I just, that's hard for me, mm-hmm. <laughs> not knowing no. when I'm going get, to get them done. And it just kind of makes me feel a little out of sorts, which yeah. is a hard way to go through life. Another thing that I've had to let go of a little bit is how restrictive we've been on screen time limits for the boys. And this has been hard for me. And I feel like I'm still like actively very much thinking about it, Um, you know, partly, they have done online school. So they've got to be on a computer a lot of the times. And, you know, that is engaging and like worthwhile screen time, I think. But then it's just, you know, when they're just on screens already, it just kind of opens up the door Mm -hmm. more to it. Um, And, you know, like I said, we've done the Friday shows. And I think that's a great use of screen time. But yeah, just a lot more time on screens. And that's been something we've been super intentional about and pretty restrictive about and, um, you know, for, for reasons that we think are good. And so anyway, that, that just feels a little tricky and it just sort of felt like we've gotten thrust into it without having like, wait, well, how, how do we want to manage this? And how do we feel like, and they're just at the ages too, where, it like I don't know they just have their own more um strong opinions about things so it just suddenly has thrust us into that that sort of doesn't always feel comfortable or I feel like ah is this right do we need to change this it's just felt more
1: complicated this yeah. year yeah yeah and like these outside influences in a way that you wouldn't normally have in making those kinds of decisions oh like, yeah oh we have to be on screens to do school now so cool mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah um So number one thing that I have tried really hard to let go of at varying degrees (laughs) of success is righteous indignation. Um, Mm -hmm. All right, love that phrase. You know, just like there's just a lot to be legitimately uh, frustrated by and mad about Mm -hmm. and think that you have the moral high ground on. But I think that um, the times that I've been able to not let it affect my mental health and not let it just make me an angry person, which mm. I can lean into real easily is <laughs> the times that I've tried to truly understand where somebody else is coming from mm. or why they are approaching this the same way. Instead of just being, yeah, instead of just hearing what I want to hear and lumping people into categories. Um, I don't know. Instead just of just been a lot... focusing
0: on why they're wrong. Like trying yeah, to and I, and I think
1: that like, there's just, it, there's just been a lot of true color showing, or maybe yeah. you know, stress brings out kind of what's inside already mm-hmm. for a lot of people, mm-hmm. and so that's been, it's been hard to just take that at face value instead of deciding like, okay, deciding anything about it really, deciding that it means that yeah. this person is this or that, or I can or can't have this relationship with them anymore, or, you know, I'm gonna cancel the canceling of everything. Like I mm-hmm. think that just holding things with a little bit more of an open hand right now, and just know that mm-hmm. knowing that everybody is doing the best that they can. And even the people who are not don't need to affect me and my mood Mm -hmm. at the moment. Um, So that has just been something to like consciously and regularly make myself let go of is that, Mm. that fired up righteous indignation. Mm -hmm. Um, The idea of what education is or needs to be. I mean, I have let go of a lot of that and changed and grown and um, expanded my definition, let's say of of what a good education is. Obviously, I was a public school student, public school teacher, public school parent, and now am homeschooling, which is just something that I, uh, I've i talked about before. It was like probably against if you would have asked me or didn't feel like it was yeah. a healthy thing, but also some of that was out of some ignorance about what that could look like or some people that have given it a bad name. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has been really freeing, number one, and exciting. And it's just been cool to learn about and grow, but also... Yeah. It's something you got to let go of is like kind of your preconceived notions and your, um, your idea of rightness and like have a little humility around like, well, maybe I was wrong about that. Let me Mm re-examine. And I think we're probably letting go of that in a lot of different areas right now as we try to Mm -hmm. learn and grow and be better humans. Um, and then just a certain level of cleanliness in my house with everybody here all the time. I mean, my floors are just a situation. I think we can all, I think we can
0: all unite in that feeling.
1: You just, and we just have had to let it go to a certain extent or know that like you put out the fire that's bothering you the most, you organize the closet that's bothering you the most or the, you know, you put away the Mm -hmm. laundry and then you just let the rest go because there's just limited energy and time. There's so so
0: many people walking around on the floor all the live long day. Yep. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. And just the, even letting go of the, like, when I really go all out and super clean the house about how long it's going to stay that way. Oh,
0: totally. This is, this is what I've told Chris because he, like, he is so amazing at like cleaning the house and he feels like such satisfaction. The house is clean. And I'm like, Chris, the house cleanliness exists on a continuum. As soon as it's clean, you're already moving back towards Squalor, yep. so you know, and it moves. It moves much faster towards squalor than yes. back the other way towards clean. You know what yes. I mean? It's like you have to just like sit with that. As soon as it's clean, it's already on the way to getting dirty.
1: Yeah, and like not managing everybody's crumbs because I would usually have at least like an hour maybe after I clean the whole house right. before I had to go pick up kids and to just enjoy just a little tidy how clean it was. And now it's like you're literally walking on the floor that is still wet from me mopping, and you're all here all the time and. Dang yes. it. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, that's just a certain level. You know, I've had to change the level of cleanliness, and both Jeremiah and I have struggled with that too. Like, dude, it's yeah. just we're all here all the time, and we're all in the kitchen for all three meals, and we're all doing all of the mess making. So, I hear you. Um, okay. So, what is just maybe one lesson that you feel like you can solidly say that you've learned or a takeaway from this year so far? Okay. Erica,
0: I tried really hard. And I just, like, I do not have one yet. No, I feel like I, I am that. not there yet. I, like, I feel like I could say, like, I could say, you know, I learned that we could do hard things. Or I learned that, you know, we could mm-hmm. get by in a year with my kids not going to school. But I don't know. All of it almost still feels, I'm. we're just still so in it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, I just am still, like, I have... So I have grief about this year and how mm-hmm. it's looked so different. Um, I mean, the year has been so wonderful and having a newborn and Maeve has been just such a delight and truly a bright spot in this hard year. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was really looking forward to these slow newborn days with her and just like getting to really enjoy that, especially being a not a full-time working mom, Mm -hmm. um, for this baby where, as I was with the boys and it's still been like a wonderful, such a wonderful experience. And, um, oh, maybe this was another joy that I forgot to share, but just with, with being all at home and with having Chris home, I mean, Chris and I have literally been there for every single milestone together. Like, you know, like, every new little thing we're getting to experience together. And that has been just so cool. Um, But yeah, but I'm, I'm grieving that it didn't look the way I was expecting it to. I have anger about the way that the pandemic was managed. And it's not that I think if we had had different leadership that it wouldn't have been hard like we don't know right. we don't know what it could have looked like you know so mm-hmm. um but certainly just the politicizing um everything yeah I don't know so I just feel like I'm still processing some kind of big feelings and um I'm having a hard time seeing the lessons maybe no, at I this point that. so I get that
1: I would l- I would love to hear what your what your takeaways are so far <laughs> well my only thing that I can come out out with yet as a solid, you know, I think that you learn lessons in hindsight and you need to have a little distance from the thing usually and, yeah. and be talking about your scars, not your still bleeding wounds, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, in learning lessons from things. But the only thing I can can solidly take away is, and this is something that I feel like um was I was already learning a lot about, but I just am I have learned so much about how gratitude as a daily practice Mm -hmm. and a daily habit makes just all the difference. Like I was, I, 2020 just cemented that for me because I feel like, and, and maybe this wouldn't be this way for everybody. Maybe people are better at being grateful on a regular basis. But for Mm -hmm. me, I really need that daily reminder to look for little things, specifically little things, which was so helpful this year when all the big things had gone awry Mm -hmm. to, to look at what we still had, you know, we were just talking about, um, last night, Jeremiah and I like sitting by the Christmas tree and like, we have nothing to complain about right now. Mm-hmm. We don't. And and not that that, that's not in like a Pollyanna, you know, kind of way, but people right. have lost their lives. People have lost really important people to them. People have lost mm-hmm. jobs or whole industries are, yeah. are struggling and we are good. We, even got through COVID with very minimal, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so Mm -hmm. far negative side effects and just feeling, um, I don't know, I think sometimes that can be used as a shaming tool and I've leaned away from it as like a, that that does, I think you can hold gratitude and grief and like anger and stuff at the same time. I just think that it makes all the difference in how, for me especially, I treat other people in the midst of Mm -hmm. hard things if I can be, you know, have some gratitude about it. Um, I don't know. So that is that is my only big takeaway. And I think we've talked about this a little on the show before how, um, <clears throat> or I've had conversations with people about this, how I always wondered how it would feel to live through like, like the pandemic of 1918 or, right. you know, World War Two. Other, other really, other yeah. really
0: hard things.
1: And now I'm like, oh, part of what is hard, but also good about that experience is that you still have all these little things you still feed your kids you still go for a walk with your husband it's part of what makes it hard and that very same thing is what makes it doable Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is that you you oh, i it turns out i still need turns out my toddler's still going to have a meltdown even though there's a global pandemic going on so like i think that i don't know i think trying to separate it as like and label it as good or bad is not the point it's about. The fact that that very same thing makes it hard and makes it good. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm kind of rambling, but that's my yeah. That's my takeaway, I guess. But I think that there will yeah. be a lot more of looking back at it. Like, dude, that was a hard Ooh. lesson. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh! Yes, I think it's it's so it definitely so much more satisfying to like look back and like, oh, I learned that hard lesson, but now from that more comfortable place of like right. we've come through it. Which, right. you know, it does look like the the you know, the beginning of the end with the vaccines rolling mm-hmm. out, which is just so exciting and so incredible. And I just have such endless gratitude for all of the scientists and doctors just mm-hmm. working nonstop and of course everyone that has been working to get us through this pandemic. Um, But yeah, but it's just like, we're not quite there yet, but it will feel good to look back on it, having come through it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Okay. So what are you, we've done hard things this year. So what are you really proud of? Two things.
0: I am so proud of my relationship with Chris and I guess just our marriage. Uh, Navigating. both a pandemic and growing our family to three kids to just really big things that can Mm -hmm. bring out a lot of stress. Um, And I just so appreciate, I feel like from the beginning of the pandemic, we were just so on the same page in terms of, you know, how like staying at home we wanted to be. I felt like we were able to talk honestly, You know, just about processing stuff, you know, navigating things with family, which I think both of our families have been just so understanding and really all on the same page. So I have not dealt with, you know, some of the family stress and Mm -hmm. whatnot that so many people have had to deal with so you know we we did not have as, as much hard stuff in that way to to go through i just also really appreciate that during really hard times i have been able to just vent to chris and mm-hmm. he just has just done such an amazing job of just listening to me and letting me vent without getting defensive without trying to problem solve with it, like not taking it personally at mm-hmm. all. I just feel like we have been able to develop that communication and I just really, it's, it's so wonderful to be able to to do that and feel mm-hmm. heard and then just feel like, okay, have someone you can problem solve with and, and, and not have it like turn into an argument or mm-hmm. something. So just really, really appreciate that. Um, we have not had a lot of time to spend together. And so I guess I just really appreciate that. I feel like our marriage has still been there as such a support and foundation, even though it hasn't felt like we've actually had that much time to invest in it. So I just really appreciating that. Um, Kind of related. I am also really proud of our parenting. Um, There has been so much going on with adding having a baby and then having our two boys at home there has been some difficult behavior from the boys that i think is both totally age appropriate but then also you know i'm definitely related to just their world looking so differently mm-hmm. navigating online school uh, school and everything i think amazingly we have actually become more patient and more focused on addressing like their emotional needs through all of this, which I feel like just being so immersed in it all the time seems like it could be easier to just like go to, to like kind of more negative hard patterns. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like we have been able to improve some parenting strategies, even as it's felt like we have been running on empty. Um, and kind of one thing to share when I was speaking with my counselor, just like going through a particularly kind of hard time and just like saying that parenting was feeling so hard. And, um, you know, I was feeling stretched so thin. She was just asking me like, well, how, like, how do the kids seem like they're doing and i just said like they seem they they seem like they're doing fine you know like they're mm-hmm. you know having the best time they can and um and she just said you know your your kids are doing okay because you're doing a great job and that just was really incredible to hear and i so appreciated that perspective because at the time i was feeling like i had zero time for myself like I just was running so much on empty and then to have her point out like clearly even if you're not giving time to yourself you are you are giving to your
1: children and that's you're doing a really good job there and that yeah. was really nice to hear yeah for sure I think sometimes we think if everything's not running perfect then or or some of these things that are out of our control if we can't do anything about them then mm-hmm. we're failing our kids somehow and like The kids, the kids are all right. Quite literally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Similarly, I, I feel really proud of our marriage and our relationship, but kind of for maybe not different reasons, I guess really the same reason, but arriving at it a different way. Like we really, Uh and I've been, I've shared about it here, but we really struggled getting on the same page, um, and not both feeling triggered, um, in different ways and our stress responses were really clashing with each other at the beginning of this pandemic in ways that really, I don't, I don't even feel like they had in our marriage before. like, not that Mm -hmm. we hadn't had hard times, but other stressful times, I feel like for whatever reason, triggered different things in, in us and we're different enough personality wise that like we kind of complement each other and take turns Mm -hmm. being stressed or just Mm -hmm. maybe one of us is having a hard time with something and one of us isn't. But when, for whatever reason, this particular set of circumstances really just illuminated every area where we clash at the beginning Mm -hmm. of this thing. Um, Every area where like intimacy was maybe not where it should be or like it just highlighted all that at the, at the very beginning. And so we really like leaned into some intentional counseling and worked on some real hard. We had some very hard conversations. We fought a lot, but in, I think a productive way, I think when fighting becomes a cycle that doesn't get you anywhere is when it's really concerning, but it always felt like productive and and again, hard to do because we're all home. So there wasn't even the private time to have some of these hard, you know, heated conversations and and came out of it really, if I look back at how hard the first few months were in terms of our relationship um, and both of us just kind of feeling alone and like in our corners a little bit and just like every conversation was difficult. And Mm. now we're just you know, we have come through that and I think are better for it and stronger for it. And Mm -hmm. that is a real big deal. I think that sometimes we think that if something was hard, then that means we were doing it wrong. And I think that like, yeah, I I think that another way to um, a good relationship is through hard stuff. Like that's just, you have to go through hard stuff. And so I'm just really proud of the fact that we didn't settle into, this is just how it is. And we're just Like we worked Mm -hmm. on it and we worked really hard and we fought literally for it. So I I wouldn't, I don't want to make it sound overly dramatic. Like we were on the verge of divorce or anything like that, but it was just a very hard few months relationship wise. And Mm -hmm. I feel like we've come out out on the other side stronger and better for it. So I feel really proud of that. Um, I just want to say, I just
0: love and respect your marriage so much for that because both of you are so clearly committed to wanting to have the best and strongest marriage that you can. And I feel like when you've been through hard stuff, like through a hard adoption with the girls through this pandemic, you're both just willing to show up and, and work on it. Mm, You know, I think that's so awesome. I just really love that about you guys. That means a lot to me. Thank you for
1: saying that. Yeah, it's, and i think we need to normalize it i think people sometimes don't show up because they think that this mm-hmm. this oh this is just not going to work right you know so i think and i think that any that you do just have to fight for it sometimes especially when you have the personalities that we have <laughs> Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like we are just Mm going to be fighting through some things sometimes and that's okay. And that's normal. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. thank you for saying that. A
0: a saying that Chris has that kind of originated like stressful times with the kids, but he'll also say it if we have a disagreement, um, which is just, that is not my comfortable place, Mm -hmm. you know, is he says, this is the stuff of love. Like, like could you really say you're deeply in love with someone if you've just always had it easy going never had any kind of disagreement like never gone through some friction and had to come out of it on the other side like it it's not pleasant and easy to go through but if you come through the other side stronger and better for it you're more deeply in love totally totally I love that
1: I love that saying and then I I am just also really really proud of my parenting this year. Oh and yes, your that parenting not mean and your that schooling. I'm of, yeah, I mean that that does not mean I'm proud of every moment of my parenting, but <laughs> overall the picture. Um, I have had my moments like everybody else, but I, I just keep and I've talked to my I've talked to the counselor about this too. Like when we went through our adoption, I was not necessarily proud of my parenting. I was really surprised by some of the ways it affected me that i i think i denied some of the ways that it was affecting Mm. me and how it was affecting my ability to parent and bond and all of that so it feels like this redemption like no other time in my life has everything been so out of my own control and this time i responded in a way that i'm proud of
0: and Mm. that's just a really big deal
1: to me um not perfectly, but in a way that I can overall be proud of. And in 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 a way that I, that helped me connect with my kids and improved my relationship with my kids instead of got in the way of it, you know, at times. Mm-hmm. So I just, and yeah, just literally homeschool has been that, like, it feels like a missing piece for our family. It feels like this way wow. to connect over something that um, You know, people talk about all the time, like maybe you're not a play pretend mom, maybe you're a do arts right. and crafts mom, or maybe you love to read books with your kids or take them places. Like I mm-hmm. feel like homeschool has been this perfect marriage of my strengths and all of our needs and our like personalities. Like it just, it just is something to connect over and something that I feel like I've, um, done really well honestly like I feel mm-hmm. like it's been something that has been very fulfilling to me I told Jeremiah that I weirdly feel more like professionally fulfilled than I have in a very long time which is weird because I'm nobody's paying me for it but mm-hmm. <laughs> but also yeah. just like feel like I'm using my talents and my strengths and my abilities to like form a stronger connection with my kids but also it's just been super fulfilling for me just creatively wow. and professionally and so I'm just really proud of that because I could have gone into it begrudgingly. I could have, and, and understandably so if I did, or if, if somebody listening to this did, if you did not, if you're struggling with your parenting, I get that too. And I have been there, but I feel personally really proud of mine this year. Um, and it's something I keep reminding myself of as we're kind of sliding into the end of the year and I'm feeling frustrated with the Christmas crazies and the gimmies mm-hmm. and the whining mm-hmm. and just kind of like yeah. the we we all needed a little bit of a break from schooling and all of that. I'm reminding myself, like, keep showing up, keep being proud of the way that you're parenting. And that's been helpful. So I love that. Okay. So I thought it'd be fun to do some best ofs. We kind of always run through some of our favorites of 2020. So share with us, maybe just top three. This is always hard to narrow down, but what are your favorite books of 2020?
0: Okay. So I will say I, I actually did not have a great reading year. And I know we chatted about this a little bit, at least on some of our Instagram lives. Just for me with the pandemic, I, I'm not sure exactly what it, what it was. It was just hard for me to find the right kind of book I wanted to yeah. read. And then Same. having less time with the kids at home, I don't know, And my library queue was just not up to date. So I didn't have the greatest reading year. But there were some books that I just really enjoyed and that were certainly a bright spot. Two nonfiction books that I loved. Maybe You Should Talk to Someone. Mm mm-hmm. Absolutely loved that. And it was one of the books that I feel like I read when Maeve was really little and maybe like kind of jump-started me back into reading. And so that felt especially special as well. I also loved The Lazy Genius Way that came out this year from Kendra Adachi, The Lazy Mm -hmm. Genius. Um, Just reading a book, kind of, I just loved her approach that it, feels applicable to any person in any situation she feels like a big sister that is cheering for you and that was just the kind of voice that i needed to hear um for fiction i loved reading troubled blood which is the latest installment of the cormoran strike murder mystery series written by robert galbraith aka jk rowling If you don't already follow the series, I wouldn't recommend the book. And I don't know if this book is like, you know, the best ever, but it just was such an enjoyable reading experience. Mm -hmm. I do love the storylines of these books. And I just find myself completely falling into them. This book was nearly a thousand pages. Mm -hmm. And I just found time to read it and so enjoyed like that, that a lot, week then. of just yeah. finding those minutes those hours and just getting completely transported away from everything hard in life to these characters I enjoyed following um anyway so that was just such an enjoyable reading experience I love that
1: Okay, so my favorite nonfiction and one I learned so much about and has totally changed my perspective on education and broadened my view of it is The Brave Learner by Julie Bogart, which I've talked about before. Can't recommend it enough. Even if you're not homeschooling, if you've thought about homeschooling, if you're just wondering how in the world do I add to my kids' education here at home when they're doing virtual schooling till who knows how long. Um, Or have little ones at home that you're doing kind of preschool type stuff with. It's just incredible. And Julie is just such an amazing, kind, um, reassuring and thoughtful voice for parenting in general that I think that a lot of people would enjoy it. Um, Another one that I absolutely was blown away by and unexpectedly so was Beyond the Bright Sea by Lauren Woke. And I've talked about that Mm. before, too, but it's a it's a middle grade novel, technically. So probably like fifth, sixth grade um, kind of geared towards, but it is the most it's the most beautiful book I read all year. I can't wow, I can't recommend it highly enough, and it's an easier read because it's you know middle grade, but it's so so good um, and then ask again, yes by Mary Beth Keen, which we did a book club mm. episode on, correct? Yes, okay,' <laughs> making sure I remembered that correctly, but <laughs> I was just really fascinated by that book. And just, it gave me a lot to think about. And as I kind of looked back through my, and I think we even felt differently about this book yeah, a little bit, but I, as I looked back through my, um, you know, Goodreads list of the year, I just think that that book was incredible for a lot of reasons. Mm -hmm. And you can go back and check out that episode if you, if you missed it too. But I loved that book. Um, Okay. How about other media, other entertainment, TV, it can be a TV show, movie, podcast what did what what spoke to you this year
0: okay I have a few for each category so movie hands down Enola Holmes Mm. a Netflix original so amazing It, it was just delightful so wonderful I hope that they make another one I would recommend it to everyone so good it was wonderful um, also runner up in that category is the movie Frida, which came out several years ago, but I watched it during the span of time where I was needing to wear and like stand and rock Mae for mm-hmm. all of her naps. So I watched it over probably the course of a day. Um, while I was standing in her dark nursery, (laughs) watching this on my phone. So I kind of have just a fond memory of that time. And anyway, I had already known a bit about Frida Kahlo, but the movie just brought her to life. It It was just so incredible. She was such an incredible woman and just yeah I I just I love movies that are so enjoyable but then I feel like I got to know someone or like know this slice of history and so that just hit all those categories um, a show for me was the babysitters club show mm-hmm. on Netflix that was so delightful I of course was a huge babysitters club like reading mm-hmm. fan in you know fifth grade, late elementary school, early middle school. And I loved just the reboot, the update, um, you know, bringing it into the modern day. I loved how inclusive it was without making that the focus of it. Mm -hmm. And just like, these are just the kinds of kids and these are just the kinds of families. Mm -hmm. I really loved that. Um, I watched that during the middle of the night over a course of, you know, a week or so while I was up nursing Maeve in the middle of the night. And I just also pictured watching that series with her Mm -hmm. one day Mm -hmm. and that made it feel really special. Um, And a podcast is the Office Ladies podcast, Mm -hmm. which I think I've mentioned before, and it's not new this year, but this is a podcast with... um, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey who played Pam and Angela on The Office and it's just a episode by episode rewatch. They tell you the behind the scenes, what they remember about filming it and I just look forward to it every week. It is an escape from hard parenting from pandemic yeah. They are just I love their friendship. They truly both seem like genuinely nice, delightful people. Mm-hmm. And that was just a one like that was just a wonderful part of my weeks.
1: Oh, I love that. Okay. So for me, Hamilton mm-hmm. on Disney Great. Plus. Great. Great. I had not seen it on, you know, had not seen it on Broadway or live. In what just what an incredible work of art it deserves. Everything, every good thing that mm-hmm. everybody says about it and more. Mm-hmm. I just can't can't say enough good things about it. Um, for a podcast, Pantsuit Politics, which Ooh, I, had, love it. I had listened to before, and but I hadn't gotten super into it. And um, mm-hmm. I think that this year we all kind of were thrust into politics, maybe more. We didn't have quite the luxury to ignore some things that we might have yep. in the past. And I just think that they have such an amazing... They're intentionally... Um, they're good friends, but they're from a more... Um, one is from a more conservative perspective and one is from a more liberal perspective and um, just really talk about everything in a very nuanced way and a very um, layman's terms kind of a way as well. They both Mm -hmm. have like background in politics and law and just really, really delightful. I'm really enjoying their Instagram for even like smaller bites of information and news Mm -hmm. briefs and that kind of thing. So I just recommend that Schitt's Creek, Mm. just Dan Levy, you can do no wrong. I just can't say. He
0: is delightful. He is. is And he's a beautiful
1: human as well. Mm -hmm. I find him very handsome, very hilarious. Just, I just want to be his friend and hug him and thank him for being brilliant and hilarious. Mm -hmm. I just loved that show so much. I think that that was another one that just hit at the right time, you know, in Mm -hmm. our, in the pandemic as just a complete escape. And yeah heartwarming but hilarious and i loved it. I don't think i've loved I have, a i have loved i have also
0: i have also been enjoying that as like a midnight yeah <laughs> when i'm up with yeah. the baby.
1: It is just comforting. I don't know that i've loved a series like a show that much since like a like a funny show since like mm-hmm. friends in the mm, 90s, wow. you know what i mean? Like i just loved wow. it. Yeah. Um and then another like deeper drama that we're kind of we've been kind of binging on this um pandemic and we were a little bit late to the party but Peaky Blinders is amazing. Oh, I don't think I've heard of this. Amazing. On Netflix. Very, very good. That's all I'll say about that. Okay. Because <laughs> it's hard to even describe what's... It's like in <laughs> the 20s and 30s, like kind of gangster, kind of. I don't It's just really, really good. Okay. How about um, best purchase of 2020? Okay.
0: Best purchase. It was actually gifted to me for Mother's Day by request, my Apple AirPods. Mm. So wireless, Bluetooth. AirPods. I feel like there are a few instances of new technology that has come into my life over the course of my lifetime that I feel like just immediately has an impact or changes my life for the better. I would say the iPhone, my Kindle, and then my Apple AirPods. Mm -hmm. From the minute I put them into my ears and they fit so perfectly (laughs) as if they were custom made for my ears it was just like, this is amazing. <laughs> and and I am not one to usually like be up on the new technology. You know, I'd been seeing people with them and I was like, I don't really get that. That looks weird in your ear. But especially at this time when I was holding and nursing Mave yeah. so much and wanting to listen to a podcast or wanting to watch a show in the middle of the night, dealing with a nursing baby and also a headphone cord, Yeah, no. that is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And so the minute that I was cord free, it was just like this is amazing yeah so like instant anyway, life
1: improver that makes sense
0: just just love them if you have been holding out and are still using the cord headphones treat yourself to this if you are a mom especially treat yourself to it yes
1: a hundred percent um ours is a big one but it's our pool putting in our pool Ooh, I mean that's another one. one the pool in ireland are like yeah thank goodness we did these things it got the, got the ball rolling on these things with the, with the new year energy in January, because we literally probably every other day, even now when it's cold out and we're in, but we're outside and are like, put a, we put a Christmas tree out there and we have like our outdoor Aww. living space with our patio lights. Like every single week, at least we talk about what if we hadn't done this this year? What if Aww. we seriously had not done this? It was such a game changer. The de- the weekends that we're just feeling desperate in the summertime, especially when the pandemic got real bad here. Yeah. Like the pool was a lifesaver for all of us and has just helped us enjoy. You know, it's added actual square footage to our living space that mm-hmm. we're all living in this year. And so it just has been a game changer. Um, What is your biggest pleasant surprise of 2020? If you have one. It is us making the decision to
0: redo our backyard, to add an actual studio, like a whole new building in our backyard and to plan for a kitchen renovation and new floors. Nice.
1: Sometimes it makes you pull the trigger when you're stuck at home in a pandemic. Yeah, exactly.
0: Like being stuck at home, really having these conversations of, okay, if we are really here, And even though we don't plan to all be home forever for the foreseeable future, just making you really reflect on your space and how you use the space and um, just driving home that we do spend the majority of our time here and Mm -hmm. it should function and we should love it. And, um, you know, of course, being in a financial position to be able to do that, but you know, um, interest rates were at a point that we were able to refinance and take advantage of that. And anyway, I just, we have never been like really big spenders and it wasn't like I was so unhappy with our house that I just couldn't stand these things, but so excited to be able to, yeah, make those changes and invest in that way.
1: Plus, it just feels, I I feel like even this about the pool, it was a project. It was something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. It was this creative Mm -hmm. outlet, like all of those things too. So, yes. um, Mine is homeschool. We already know this. Oh, yes. Big surprise. Um, Big surprise. Something I never would have (laughs) tried on my own. Um, Short of like maybe a health issue or something that forced us to be home. I I can't imagine Mm -hmm. um, having tried it otherwise. And it has been... I'm not sure yet how long we'll do it, but I, mm-hmm. I, it's at the point where I would have a hard time saying goodbye to it in the mm-hmm. foreseeable future. Um, but for sure for this year has been the biggest pleasant surprise of 2020. So mm. silver lining awesome. big time there. Okay. Do
0: you have any current obsessions? Okay. My my obsession is actually inspired by you and it is the candy cane green tea from Trader Joe's. So Good. So good! You didn't know that already. I put you onto a Trader Joe's thing. Yes, I know. You. I had I had seen it at Trader Joe's, but I have not loved green tea yeah, in neither. the past. Like, just found it not flavorful mm-hmm. enough, and like grass. so I it just kind like hot wet grass. Yeah, <laughs> I just saw it. Saw that it was green tea, and was like, eh, not for me. But you put it on your little pre-Thanksgiving Trader Joe's mm-hmm. list, and I was like, interesting. I was like, if Erica likes this, yeah, I am putting a second box in my cart for me. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, oh my gosh, and I didn't realize too until I like had the box and looked at it that it's decaf. I just will drink that all afternoon long. It is delightful. Mm -hmm. It is the perfect mint, but has a little like sweetness Mm -hmm. in it is actually flavorful. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, some teas are just like, yeah, just like blah water. It is so wonderful. Now, for those of you without a Trader Joe's or if they've sold out of this, I did some internet research. This is a exact match of the Celestial Seasonings Candy Cane Lane. Oh, okay.
1: So, Good to know. that's more I, widely available.
0: Exactly. I think they ran out at our Trader Joe's. So I had seen the Candy Cane Lane at a regular grocery store and I went and bought like four boxes. It's delightful. So that I could keep in stock.
1: So mm-hmm. anyway, it's delightful. Yeah, I'm glad you like it. Um, mine is hot drink related as well. Mm. My parents, so my favorite movie of all time, all time, being a Christmas baby is White Christmas. Like the old yes. school with Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye. Um, and my mom sent me this travel mug, which I'm showing you oh i needed a christmas travel mug because we had our fall one from our lovely listener and yes. i needed a christmas travel coffee mug and it's got yes. it's got the sisters the Haines sisters yes. on it do in their blue outfit so with their fans and it's actually it's from society six so it's like a you know it's all artist things that they yes. put on products and it helps support artists so it's actually a watercolor of them but it's really good and i it just made me so happy when it came in the mail It was the early birthday present um and just like yes like one of those where you feel seen like yes coffee yes. and white christmas so that i have <laughs> yes. something seasonal to drink my coffee in for the christmas time season just felt great
0: okay friends so my phone just died so i've lost erica um but i think we were just about ready to wrap it up And so I think we're going to end there. And so actually, knowing that we were possibly going to lose my phone connection, we actually pre-recorded our ending already. So I will take you to that now. But that feels like a very 2020 way to end the episode.
1: Bye, 2020. Well, I think that is all we have. You guys, we've made it through 2020. There's no promises about 2021, but man... I'm just sick of saying the year 2020. So we hope you have a cozy end of your year and a happy new year. Thank you so much for listening. Um, as always, you can find us between shows on Instagram. We are high girls next door and find our girl next door podcast page on Facebook. You can also send us an email always at hi girls next door at gmail.com and Find the show notes for this episode and all of our shows at girlnextdoorpodcast.com.
0: Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly.
1: Woo! <laughs> I've already lived a day. would we expect anything less for a wrap-up of 2020